0: I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you and to give you hope for the future, right? We love that scripture. Yep. That's Jeremiah 29, 11, But Jeremiah 29, 12 said, the very next scripture, then you will call on me and come to me and pray to me, and I will listen. You see, that's the true hope of it. A hope by definition is an earnest expectation of a brighter future, and a knowing that I have a role to play in making that happen.
1: The Church Developers Network is a network of pastors, ministers, nonprofits, and others who want to see a racially reconciled Memphis in two generations or less. The president of the Church Developers Network is Dan Henley, and he joins us right now in Mid South Viewpoint. Dan, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. I'm honored. Dan, in addition to being the president of the Church Developers Network, you're also pastor of the Journey Church, and you also have a position now with Agape, don't you?
0: I do, and I'm really excited about that. I'm the uh, director of faith formation and church engagement with Agape Child and Family Services. I'm honored to have been doing, serving in that role for the last two years and four months. And I say that lovingly because David said, Lord, teach us a number of days. When I started, God gave me a 17-year sign. And I tell you, man, it is exciting. With David <laughs> Jordan, the leader of that ship, we're doing some exciting things.
1: David Jordan's incredible. He was on the program a couple of weeks ago, and we were celebrating 50 years of agape in Memphis. I really enjoyed having that time with David. And something else about our relationship, we're neighbors. We don't see each other <laughs> too often, but matter of fact, you texted me over the weekend and said, hey, are you still living there?
0: <laughs> right. Something about what we're up against we're walking. More, we were walking our dog, and Byron lives right there. And I was getting ready to stop and visit at a distance now. So Social
1: distancing.
0: <laughs> we're going to do Talk it about safe, this, man. We're doing some things that we used to do way back when, just visit with our neighbors. You know, it's I'm grateful f- that I know you.
1: Oh, I'm so grateful to know you, Dan. Indeed, also your lovely wife, and of course, she is a nurse working in this pandemic at Regional One Hospital. So our prayers out for her and. All of those first responders and medical teams who are working during this time. Thank you so much. You reached out to me over the weekend. You said you had something you wanted to talk about. I was in prayer this morning looking for a topic of the show. Because of the pandemic, I'm kind of wanting to schedule not too far ahead. I want to be able to bring programs that's relevant to our listeners. So I didn't have a specific topic for today today. And this morning, I'm at my desk here at the station praying, God, what do you want to do? You came to mind. I said, well, Dan wanted to talk, and I didn't know what you wanted to talk about. Reached out. You told me about this webinar you had, the Church Developers Network had, called Faith and Facts yesterday. You also sent me a link to that. By the way, I've been watching that, and it has been some incredible information, and I want to kind of go over that. Before we do, why don't we just lay a quick history of the Church Developers Network, which you have been leading since 2008, I believe. That's
0: right. We uh, basically inherited that network from Craig Strickland. He was the senior pastor at Hope Presbyterian Church. He started that network, I don't know, 18 years ago. And then after his step was over, he came and said, God said, I'm done. The folks in the network voted on who was next. My name came up in the hat. In between me and you, I don't want anything to do with it. I have enough on my plate. <laughs> about 3 a.m. that morning, the Lord woke me up. I've been doing it ever since. I thank God every day for the Church Developers Network, because we are the church at Memphis. Yes. And Craig started, it. he was all about helping churches plant churches, because that was on his heart. When God shifted it over, our beginning was all about being the church at Memphis. And as the church at Memphis, what is it that the Lord would have us to do? What best practices can we bring to the church? What resources can we bring? You know, what ideas, what strategies, how can we help one another? So that's been our emphasis, and God has grown the network tremendously. When we talk about racial reconciliation and the best to
1: our folks, that's what we're doing. In those early days, there was another pastor that was partnering with you, Pastor Dana Key, of the TLC Church, the Love of Christ Church. Boy, do I miss Dana Key. You know, he's been a longtime friend. Of course, he's now enjoying the presence of Jesus. But he was part of that early days of the network. Yeah. When the
0: handoff was done, it was to Dana and I. And Dana and I were walking together. And when I say kindred spirits, a black and a white, when Dana died, I literally went into the room where he was at. I was in there just him and me. And I beat on his chest to get up. And I believe God was going to raise him from the dead, man, because I knew God had called us to walk together. Wow. Into this racial divide that's in Memphis. Dana and I were there. We had crossed that thing, man. We had, God had elevated us. We loved each other. There was no black, no white. It was just God. So when he died, I, I talked to Dana on a Friday. I called Dana on a Friday and said, hey, the mayor wants to meet with us. So we had a meeting that Monday morning. so y'all yeah, be there. Oh, Saturday he dies. <laughs> like, God, what is this? And when you're talking about not understanding God, that's when I came up with a motto that said, I'm gonna love God with what I understand and with what I don't understand.
1: So much so we don't understand about so what much. Yeah, so much. And and it was just six months after Dana's death, his lovely wife passed away, too.
0: Yeah, I know it. I did both of their funerals. <laughs>
1: <sighs> wow. Dan yep. I didn't know that. I mean, oh yeah. Of course, Dana grown up in Memphis and just had a heart for the Lord and he and Eddie DeGarmo had the DeGarmo and Keys, yep. one of the pioneers of Christian yep. contemporary music in the early days. But he had a pastor's heart, you know. He went to Mid-South Bible College to learn about God's Word. It was kind of crazy. I think his senior year, they got hooked up with Pat Boone, of all people, who decided to take he and Eddie on like a one-year tour. The rest was history. At Twenty years later, they'd make Grammy and dub nominations and just amazing ministry. But something that always impressed me about Dana Key was he always took God's Word after every concert, before the very last song, when he sang about Mary, about the resurrection of Jesus, which is usually the last song he played acoustically when he closed out a concert, he would open up God's Word and say, this is how you can know Jesus. This is how you can know what God did for you. He always shared the gospel.
0: Yeah, that's Dana. That's the Dana that I know and loved. and Yeah.
1: Well, Dan, this uh, Church Developers Network webinar, Faith and Facts, that you met yesterday, I believe it was, about how many pastors and ministers were on that call?
0: Oh, man, we had over a hundred, and we'll have hundreds more to view it. My yeah. phone has been blowing up ever since that. This is the largest attendance that we've had at a webinar. Yeah. And the idea behind it, that the talk, was about what we've learned through this pandemic and this reopening the church when and how. We had an expert panel of folks to kind of talk us through that. We also have some resources. We have a whole bunch of resources that we provide because a lot of churches need to know how to get giving online and how to get their media and how to get their church online so,
1: so many churches providing. are doing the online thing now and <laughs> exactly. I understand many churches are seeing increased attendees people are tuning in watching more outside their normal congregations and many are seeing increased giving this isn't conducive for all the ministries but for many they are seeing this
0: well i talk to pastors all day i wake up thinking about pastors and that's a consistent thing that we're seeing. Most of the churches are seeing increased. In, I mean, I'm not talking about addition, I'm talking multiplication. My little church in Cordova, Tennessee, we have about 100, 120 on roll, about 60 show up every week. And man, we've grown five times in terms of attendance, people from all over, testimonies from all over, our giving is up. Most folks are growing at least, they're, they're tripling in terms of their attendance, and their income about 33%. They're really reaching the world that we weren't reaching before. It's amazing what God is doing through this pandemic, and we're excited about that, and we know that there are some communities like our Hispanic brothers and sisters. theirs is down because there's a little bit more of a cash basis when it comes to giving, and we identify that, we're aware of it, and we're trying to address those issues. We're trying to scratch at the Church Developers Network where the churches are itching. I just got a text message from a daughter who was on last yesterday, pastor in Haven that said, Pastor Dan, I need help with my media. Well, we got a resource that was on yesterday, a panelist, that said, any church that needs to get online, we will get you online, watch this, for free. The equipment, whatever you need, our resources, well, that's what's happening. The churches that have now are helping the churches that don't have as much in that area. And that's what the Church Developers Network is all about. How can we share resources and we're seeing it from not just the online media getting getting the church online. There's a new care stimulus package from the government that allows for some money at two and a half times pretty much you know your payroll. Well, we got experts on. I'm not an accountant. I'm a preacher. I'm a teacher of the gospel. Well, we have accountants that have a niche for churches that know how to get that for you. Already so many churches have responded to that, and our churches are getting that, all right? So the things that our churches need, we're trying to respond to it. And we're not alone. But we work with all the other pastoral networks that, we'll, that, that we can. The Memphis Christians Pastors Network with uh, James Kirkland, Pastor Kirkland. He was one of the panelists.
1: Those are some of the largest— Yeah, the colonel's one of my good friends. Absolutely. Uh, one of my good friends, too. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, hey, Dan, you know, this is our first pandemic. No one alive on Earth today has ever faced a pandemic like this. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so don't you think that stepping forward cautiously is wiser than moving too fast?
0: Yeah. We're in this land of ambiguity, land that we've never known before. And the word that we heard consistently from our panelists on yesterday is that the Lord is telling us all to do the same thing. The word is slow. Slow. S L O W. The Lord is giving me an acronym for slow. S stands for seek God during this time. Truly seek God. L stands for listen. Listen to what God is saying, not at media and the economists and even the government when it talks about it, they're going to get ready to get started. For us, we need to listen to God and then just obey the Word of God, and then we'll worship. Look, we can worship online, but the word is slow. Don't be too quick to get back into this thing, because we're caring for our folks. Our folks are our number one concern.
1: Dan, I want to bring out some of the information that Dr. Mosley with Methodist Hospital, not a medical doctor, but an administrator with Methodist Hospital Systems, he spoke... Phenomenal guy. I'm sorry? Phenomenal guy. Oh, my goodness. Yes, phenomenal. So glad you shared that link with me that I watched before we had this conversation, because I took notes over Dr. Mosley's comments, and I want to kind of go over these with our listeners today as we talk about this. Close to 10,000 confirmed... Now, this is of yesterday morning. These are the facts. These are the facts. These are the facts. Yesterday morning as of 8 a.m., okay? Now, we've gone a day. These numbers have probably increased. But as of yesterday, close to 10,000 confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Tennessee with 184 deaths. Shelby County... 2,300 confirmed cases of COVID-19 with 45 deaths, 54 being treated. Now, this is just in the Methodist Hospital system, okay? And that also includes not just in Memphis, but I believe DeSoto or or Mississippi, too, where they have a hospital. Their system, right? Yeah, their system. 54 are being treated with COVID-19. 22 of the 54 are in ICU Six of those in ICU are on ventilators. And he also said that 80% of those on ventilators on COVID 19 do pass away. He also stated that we have not reached the peak yet. We have not reached the peak yet. Something else he observed, he took a little drive to Shelby Farms Park over the weekend. And he says, our population of citizens lacks taking this seriously. People aren't wearing masks. They're really not taking this pandemic seriously, Dan. He said, just this past weekend, a bunch of testing this past weekend, they expected to see maybe a 3 to 5% increase of those tested positive. He said there was 17% of those tested over the weekend tested positive. And what's interesting, these are people without symptoms, These are carriers of COVID-19, but they don't have a fever. They don't have a cough. They don't have any of the symptoms, but they still test it positive. COVID-19 transmits by talking. Droplets sprayed to individuals. You can contract COVID-19 by just talking to somebody too close. I like what he said as he wrapped up his conversation, Dan. God has managed to slow us down, provide more time for those we love, and refocus on what is really significant in our lives, don't rush. Soak in the here and now.
0: Yeah, I agree with that sentiment.
1: Those are the facts. What Dr. Mosley shared are the facts, and we haven't even reached the peak yet.
0: That's why we call this faith and facts. God wants us to be aware. Our people perish for lack of knowledge. We need that knowledge. And we need that knowledge from trusted voices.
1: Well, you know, what's interesting, can we just stop there a second? I hear that verse quoted quite a bit. What's interesting, it wasn't the fact that the people didn't have the knowledge and they perish, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. What the word means there in the original is they had the information, but they didn't obey it. And that's why they perished, but not because they didn't have the information. The information was there. And today the information is here about COVID-19.
0: Well, we have so much of it sometimes that we're inundated. And sometimes you just ignore it because it's coming from everywhere. That's why it was so important to me that we fast and pray first. We fasted and prayed for three days last week as a church, as a church development network. We had pastors on. We prayed for two hours straight. We had two one-hour sessions. We had so many pastors to come on and pray. And we fasted for three days so we could clearly discern. The voice of God. And as we listen, we heard slow. Don't be in a hurry to come back. Stay at home. Get to know your families. Love on your families. Also, this online experience, go ahead and soak it up for all you can. Learn how to do it. Man, we're getting young folks involved now, that next generation. They're so excited about redoing our websites and getting us online because that's their conversation. That's their world, that social world. A lot of us in my generation, that's not our world. So I'm learning that world. I'm learning <laughs> it quickly. And I'm loving it, by the way. Yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving the time that I'm spending with my family. If it wasn't for people dying all around me, this would be one of the best times of my life. I mean that. huh? The time that we're spending with family, rekindling some stuff, and going deeper in some areas. My wife and I have been married 37 years. We, we, we train people all over the world on how to do marriage counseling and marriage mentoring. We had to go through some stuff that we've identified that God took us deeper in our relationship because of this this time we're spending together.
1: Can you speak in that, too, just a second? Because I, I can't help but think we have those listening right now because spouses are spending more time together. You know, when people spend too much time together, you can build tension and stress, unsolved issues that maybe you were pushing out because you were going to work and not really talking to each other, you're kind of forced to talk together now.
0: Now you have to see each other all the time. And you're forced to deal with some things. Well, it's happening. As a matter of fact, we're going to combat that in several ways. But one is, my wife and I, even the marriage counseling we, we're doing, it's, it's, it's gone up two and a half times. And we've got time to do it, so we're, we're doing it. But so for our pastors, even, we're going to have a free assessment for 100 pastors and their spouses free over the next 90 days where well, we're just going to bless them. wherever they're Like I said, we're scratching where they're itching. Whatever it is that they need in their relationship, we're going to help them because as we help them, they'll help others. The relationship, most folks think we know how to, to be in a relationship. Well, if we've never been taught that. How can we know? Everything else we go to school for except for relationship. Well, the whole communication and conflict resolution and Family and friends. Well, we do all of that. I'll tell you the number one thing that we teach, the number one thing that we teach all over the world is listening. Most folks think they know how to listen, and by them and telling, we don't. Many times we listen to respond, or I can't wait till you finish what you got to say. So I can tell you what I got to say. I don't even let you finish. Matter of fact, I'll, I can finish it for you. I know what you're thinking. First is listening. One philosopher said it like this, one of the deepest desires of the soul is to know that you've been heard. Oh, damn. That's one of the deepest desires. When you get to that, that's what intimacy is. So remember, I told you my wife, I've been married 37 years, and we had to go deeper in some things. But we've gone deeper now. Man, there's so much more intimacy. Oh, we're walking together even, even stronger now because God showed me some things that were in me. God showed her some things that were in her. Now we're allowing God to—it's like you said, now that we got the knowledge, now we're obeying God Yeah. in those areas. And and our relationship is even more blessed. <laughs> God's elevated us. Yeah. But 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 we, but we had to deal with that. Yeah. We had to deal with that. So you bring up a good point. That's one of the things that we're going to do. Uh, we're going to provide the resources that the churches need in order to be a blessing. So I'm grateful—I want to put this out there, too, to people like David Jordan with Agape. You know, I've raised money to do this marriage conference, and when this pandemic came up, David basically said, yeah, he agreed that we can divert some of that in order to help our churches, help them get online, help them get the stimulus back, help them get the resources that they need, help them with their relationships, help them to do this online assessment for 100 pastors, Hmm. whatever it is, Dan, that you believe is going to be a blessing to the church because, see, the parachurch, by definition, comes alongside the church. Parachurch by definition means to come alongside. So the places like agape and the you know the social services agencies, the church doesn't come alongside those agencies, but those agencies like agape come alongside the church.
1: Isn't there a word for the Holy Spirit, a paraclete that he mm, alongside. Yeah, comes alongside, right? That's it. So he's a helper. He's a helper. <laughs> Dan what is it right now with the pandemic we're in, the place we are right now that's on the mind of pastors? What are pastors struggling with most right now in their ministries?
0: It's across the board, but the, the number one thing, is when you really get down to it, is, is, is there, there's a fear for some. And we might not talk about it because it doesn't sound very spiritual, but there's a certain fear that only God can solve for. And that's what I, I believe God allows for, because then we have to seek God. God's the only one that that can deal with that. I I can't tell you it's going to be okay and and none of that. God gave me a word in Malachi, chapter 3, verses 16 through 18. And here's the, the answer to that. He said, then those who feared the Lord talked with each other. The Lord listened and he heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in the presence of the Lord concerning those who feared the Lord and honored his name. Uh, he said, "Again, you're going to see a distinction that I'm going to make between the the wicked and the righteous, between those who serve God and those who don't, because I'm going to show compassion on my children like a treasured possession. This is going to separate those who really believe from those who just, you know, kind of believe. Yeah. God wants us to come to Him, to seek Him. We've heard this scripture before. I know the plans I have for you." Says the Lord, plans to prosper you and to give you hope in the future. Right? We love that scripture. Yep. that's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. But Jeremiah twenty nine twelve says the very next scripture: Then you will call on me and come to me and pray to me, and I will listen. You see, that's the true hope of it. A hope, by definition, is an earnest expectation of a brighter future and a knowing. That I have a role to play in making that happen. That's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven and twelve. The brighter future is God's. He (sighs) he has that for us. Yes, but our role, man, is to seek God. That's where we are right now. This is going to separate the true believers, and and we got to seek God for real. Yep, with all our hearts. So I don't want to preach. I've been no
1: man. Hey, listen, that's a, a a that's a good word. That's a good word. I think we need to hear that and heed to that. Hey, as we wrap up and land the plane on today's show, going back to Faith and Facts, the webinar you had, out of that, there was a clergy response. And you had many of the clergy who were on the call yesterday who signed this. And I just want to highlight, we don't have a lot of time as we wrap up a couple things. You say our way forward cannot be driven by solely economic and political desires. Way forward must be Person-centered, for every life is near to the heart of God. And you've got several things, points you make out. First one is, we will rely on the medical and scientific community as our primary resource for information.
0: Yes, absolutely, because they have the information. We're teachers and preachers of the gospel. They're in the medical field. They're the experts. And we have to have trusted voices like Dr. Mosley, like the uh, Christ community with Jim Schultz, who was also on there, their chief spiritual officer. We trust those people. I trust them all, the church health center, Dr. Scott Morris, Morris. We're in collaboration with those folks, and, and we love them and we trust them. But number two says we will work collaboratively to responsibly care for those who contract for COVID-19. Three says we will collaborate to determine when returning to in-person worship is, is, is possible. Is best possible. Number four, we will continue to speak up. And that's what I'm doing now. Because I've been called to speak into the life of the church. I'm not telling what pastors what to do. I wouldn't dare do that. God didn't call me to do that. But what he has said is to tell my sheep to seek me. I'll tell them what to do and to listen and then obey and worship. That's slow. Slow. That's the word that I'm hearing in my spirit. Everybody on the panel yesterday confirmed that. They're in the same thing. But not to be in a hurry to get back into that old tradition, church as usual. When God's trying to do a new thing, we need to submit to that and allow Him to do it.
1: That's a great word, Dan. I like that. Slow, seek God, listen to God, obey God, worship God. That's it. I love That's that. It. That's it. Dan Henley, God bless you, my dear brother. Thank you so much for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom, especially during this pandemic time in our city. Thank you for uniting pastors. Hey, listen, those other ministers and pastors who might not be part of the Church Developers Network or maybe miss the webinar, how can they pick up on this information?
0: Go to the Church Developers Network Facebook page. You have all kinds of resources on there, not just the webinar from yesterday, but other webinars that are scratching where our pastors are itching. Church Developers Network facebook you know so you can communicate with us you can say hey i need help i guarantee you we'll, we'll have somebody to for you quick before i came on, i already she had somebody helping her.
1: <laughs> you might be a lay person you might not be a pastor like myself a lay person go watch those webinars i mean you Absolutely. get some incredible information and hear from the heart of pastors i love it well dan thank you so much that's all the time we have on this edition of our program now if folks want to contact you directly what should they do
0: Absolutely. You can contact me at Daniel.Henley, H-E-N-L-E-Y, at AgapeMeansLove.org. That's also the Agape website, AgapeMeansLove.org. Phenomenal organization when it comes to serving people. Yeah, I'm excited about that.
1: All right, Dan. We're excited to have you on the program. Thank you for what you're doing for our community Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.